1: You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full
0: time fantasy. Play! Full time fantasy.
2: It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, solo here for the final hour. Taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Thursday afternoon. Lots to get to today on the show. You can follow me at Adam Ronis on Twitter, on the gram at Aaron88. Catch all my work, fulltimefantasy.com. If you use the promo code Ronis50, you get two months for the price of one. And that'll take you through the start of the season. That'll take you, what is today, the 25th, September 25th. So you'll get the draft kit. You'll get our preseason pro picks, which are uh, beginning to roll out next week. I know Dr. Rodos will be published on Monday. You'll get a lot of insights from high-stakes players, people with the staff, sleepers, bust, and, again, these are very valuable pieces. So they'll uh, begin to roll out next week. You'll get rankings. A lot of people asking for the rankings I am told they will be published tomorrow. I have submitted them. I actually just did a few more updates. Uh, We'll be doing more. I update those daily. And usually as soon as I update them, uh, like a minute or two later, it's reflected on the site. So I will be doing that daily as injuries occur, as I do more research, as uh, training camp news filters out. So uh, they've been pretty good. And uh, you'll get different rankings. And you could just go to... Either the consensus ranking or go to the uh, preferred uh, analyst of your choice. It's all up to you. But, again, uh, I've been getting asked about that a lot. I hope they will be up tomorrow because, again, they are done. They're filed and submitted. Uh, and we got a ton of draft content to help you dominate. Uh, Sean Childs has a FFWC target points for the tight end uh, saying that the position is important. So he goes through it, and he's done it for each position. Uh in the FFWC, a really good series, you know, looking at wide receiver ones, twos, threes, the flex spot, the quarterback position. So you can check that out. We have a lot of online championship reviews. I have a couple up. Uh, Sean Childs has one up, Dr. Otto as well. So these are really good insights onto uh, how we think people built their team, what we liked, what we didn't like. So definitely useful information there. I have a look at uh, a breakout receiver. Uh, some articles on undervalued, overvalued players like Eric Ebron, Philip Lindsay, Dak Prescott, five quarterbacks to target late, ton of content there and a lot more to come. So make sure you check it out. Still got you covered for fantasy baseball as well. I got my weekly stock watch article that is up, uh, including an outfielder that still is low owned and he's been playing every day. He stole two bases yesterday. So uh, check that out right now on the site. Sean Childs uh, updates the closer depth chart and bullpen updates and, uh, we're getting closer to the trade deadline, so there could be quite a few changes. Uh, but, yeah, the draft kit is fire, man. I'm telling you right now. And, of course, you could ask your questions on the message boards and forums anytime you want. And we still got you covered for DFS as well. Man, this is a CFL DFS article. Jeez. Uh, I can't get into that. There's NASCAR and, of course, uh, MLB DFS. There's an optimizer as well as Slack chat leading up to lineup block. So check all of that out now, Fulltimefantasy.com. And head on over to playffwc.com. We got a starter full season draft tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. That is $35 to enter. We have a starter best ball draft at 11 p.m. Eastern. And that is 35 bucks to enter. So check it out. We got an online championship draft tomorrow. Uh, that is a uh, 11 p.m. Eastern draft. So plenty of different drafts and price points. So make sure you check it out. I'll have Michael Florio from fantracks.com. He is going to join me. At 3.40 p.m. Eastern. So we're going to talk a lot of football here. But I just want to get some baseball news. There's a lot of big baseball news this afternoon. Joey Gallo is going to have surgery to repair a broken bone in his right wrist. So we knew as of yesterday he was probably going to land on the injury list. We didn't know what was the extent of the injury. So this is a big loss for fantasy owners. Because Gallo has been tremendous this year. I do have Gallo. In my home league, it's a keeper league, and I'm in first place, I have a nice, comfortable lead. But you know, you don't want to start to lose players. Uh, so losing Gallo certainly is a big loss. And we saw Matt Olson had this injury, came back, and has been hitting for power. He missed about, I'd say, two months. So uh, you know, this could uh, cost Gallo the rest of the year, especially with Texas out of it at this point. So uh, I'd wait to see the extent of it. But there's a good chance that we don't see Gallo the rest of the year. And even if he does come back. Uh, it's going to be late in September. So Gallo has kind of taken that step forward that some people hope for. You know, we, everyone was penciling him in for a low batting average. He's hitting two fifty-three, an OBP of three eighty-nine, And he is de- he definitely got the boost in OBP. Not that he was great in OBP the last couple of years, but he didn't take the hit in average. He was definitely someone I wanted in Tout Wars, which is OBP League. I didn't get him. My home league is an OBP, which is why I wanted him. And uh, 70 games this year, 22 homers, 49 49- RBIs, 54 runs and four stolen bases. So, yes, he still strikes out a ton, a 38.4% strikeout rate. But, you know, Gallo, the last two years, 40-plus home runs, but he will not get there this year. Edwin Diaz left today's game for the Mets with a foot injury. He took a line drive off the bat of Manny Machado to his left foot. The ball was hit really hard. He did leave under his own power, but we'll have to see what happens with Diaz, who obviously one of the top closers off the board, and, He's had a disappointing year, just like the Mets. You know, he's uh, given up some big innings. He has settled down a little bit lately, but he has had a a couple of rough outings this year. Blake Snell is going to have uh, arthroscopic surgery to remove a loose body from his pitching elbow. So they're saying that he's going to be out about four weeks. So we're looking at early to mid-September. This is a big blow for the Rays and fantasy owners, too, that have Blake Snell Uh, Obviously, it's been a little bit up and down, but the Rays have really struggled. You know, three weeks ago, you would have said the Rays are a lock for the playoffs. And all of a sudden, uh, they are struggling. And obviously, the A's are surging. uh, The Indians are coming on. So, the Rays, uh, this is a huge loss for them. And they've had a couple of injuries now uh, as well. So, the Rays are obviously 10 games out in the AL East. uh, In the wild card, uh, they're actually one game out right now. It is Cleveland and Oakland. Who lead that wild card game so tampa one game out boston two games out. So that's a pretty big entry there uh, for the rays and for fantasy owners so he's uh not having the year we expected a four eight era i did not draft him anywhere because i did think he wouldn't be as good uh but he's had flashes at times is a big loss there uh the cubs are going to call up ian happ who is uh Performing pretty well at AAA. We've seen him at the big league level struggle a little bit. Addison Russell was set down. Uh, Chris Bryant also left yesterday's game with a knee injury. He said he's going to be back in the lineup today, and it's not serious. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on there. When we return, we're going to shift over to football. We're going to look at the latest news around training camp. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
3: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
5: Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100. 100.com that's the best
6: date 100.com one more time the best date 100.com Someone is searching your name or business online what will they find do you have negative search results online do you have false accusations records from a legal situation or bad press from your past to reclaim your reputation call 1-888-we-delete or visit guaranteedremovals.com that's 1-888-933-3538 Or visit GuaranteedRemovals.com. If there is any negative information about you online, GuaranteedRemovals.com will permanently delete it for you. That's right. It is possible to remove negative content from the Internet. And GuaranteedRemovals.com is the only company focusing on permanently deleting negative online content. We have successfully removed over 10,000 links, including news articles, arrest records, legal documents, business complaints, blogs, pictures, videos, and more. We offer a no-money-upfront guarantee. You don't pay until your online content is removed. Call 1-888-WE-DELETE to talk to our dedicated specialists who are here to assist you. That's 1-888-933-3538 or
2: GuaranteedRemovals.com. Back here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Rodas here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Talking some football. Have Mike Florio from Fantrax.com coming up at 3.40 p.m. Eastern. And a lot of news coming out of training camps. A lot of teams opening up today. So... Again, just be careful. You know, a lot of people overreact to this stuff. We see highlights of players making great catches, great plays, one-handed catches. And, you know, you don't want to get sucked into the hype. These guys will move up draft boards. It's just the way it is. So, you just need to remember that it's just training camp. And, really, we're looking for touches and rolls. That's really what we're looking for in training camp. Training camp battles, players coming off injury. How do they look? So, uh, remember it's not to overreact too much. It's natural. We see all this news. We see the highlights. We get excited. Just got to remember not to change too many things. You do want to pay attention. There are things that stand out. It happens every preseason. You know, there's things that you might see in spring training. Uh, but, you know, practice, so one-handed catch, okay, great, but doesn't really mean much. So just remember to be careful. Uh, some of the news, to me, this is pretty important news Jack Doyle returned to practice today. This is big. I really like Jack Doyle. I can't believe how late he's going now, and I understand it. Uh, he's coming off the two, a couple of surgeries. His ADP right now is 178 in the Fantasy Football World Championships. Early of 123, a late of 223. I mean, that's a huge disparity, 100 picks. So maybe the person who went 123 didn't see the ADP. Was a little bit more optimistic. I don't know. Don't know how he fell to 223. But I will take Jack Doyle. As I mentioned in our mockdraftnow.com, Jack Doyle's buried. So I'll take him as my tight end, too. Doyle is a good blocker. And he was on the field more last year when he played with Eric Ebron. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not drafting Eric Ebron this year. Just not. I think he's too overpriced. I don't think he duplicates what he did. And I think most people don't. But still... Uh, he just wasn't on the field as much, didn't run as many routes whenever Doyle was present, and his ADP is 97. Ebron, so I'm not touching him in that spot. Uh, Vance McDonald goes about 10 picks later. Uh, I take him. Now we, we've talked about Vance McDonald yesterday. There was a big hype piece on him, and uh, we have seen him move up a little bit. Last draft he went 107, so right around his ADP. Uh, in that area, I'm fine. Uh, but that's one example. But Doyle, uh, you know, didn't participate in the team's offseason program. He had hip surgery and a kidney injury, so he did lose some weight. But he is there with the starters, which is tremendous news. So, you know, I like them already, uh, but now I I wonder how much he goes up. But when Doyle was on the field, Ebron did not have one game of 50% of the snaps. And you could say, well, he still scored touchdowns. If you're not on the field... You just can't produce. People don't understand this sometimes. So people will see the final numbers for Eron and be like, well, he scored 14 touchdowns last year. He's going to do it again. That's a great offense. Uh, he could still be productive. But, again, uh, Doyle is the better blocker. He's going to be in there more. We know Andrew Luck loves to throw to the tight end. So I think Doyle's a tremendous value right now. Uh, and, again, he was coming off injury. I think that's why he slipped. So that's another guy I'm going to monitor or see. Where he goes, if I can get Doyle as my tight end 2 at 178, sign me up. Very uh, happy about that. So, uh, it's good news there. Uh, The Green Bay wide receiver 2 battle is very intriguing. And I think most people feel, actually not most, probably it's split. Geronimo Allison and Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And their ADPs are very close. Uh, Geronimo Allison is at 87 right now, and Marquez Valdez-Scantling is 93. So this comes down to what you believe Allison is going to be used in the slot. Uh, He's been very good when given the opportunity, and we know that uh, you want some exposure to this Green Bay offense at wide receiver if you feel that they'll be better, and Aaron Rodgers bounces back with the coaching change. But Aaron Rodgers had some pretty good things to say about Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and it's very important that Rodgers has your trust because there was that article in the offseason where it didn't sound like Rodgers was very praiseful of uh, Valdez-Scantling, but uh, he said uh, that Valdez-Scantling is starting to play with more confidence, and um, this is a real battle to watch here. Um, They both have big upsides. Uh, I think in your average draft, they're both going to go later, but obviously... Here in the high stakes arena, everyone's pretty sharp and they understand. So uh, right now I'm leaning Allison, but it's close, man. Uh, we just talked about it when we did in the first hour. We did the mock draft now and we took Geronimo Allison, I think, in the double-digit rounds. But uh, certainly a battle that you want to see uh, going on. Uh, Darius Geis was a full participant at practice today. So they apparently Geis is ready. And remember there was a report, was it a few weeks ago, that he had a setback with a hamstring injury. So apparently that's fine. Uh, He had the ACL tear last year in August where he missed the year. Geis was someone I was drafting last year in the early drafts, and then he got hurt. Um, You know, Adrian Peterson's still there, Chris Thompson. I mean, Geis is clearly, you know, a really good talent. I want to see him healthy. I haven't taken him in any drafts yet. Uh, It's the offense, too, that's a big problem. Uh, quarterback situation, so it's not a good offense. I think people are not going to have a lot of Redskins on their team this year. Now, guys has started to slip a bit. His ADP is seventy eight. Uh, last draft he went sixty nine. The range is sixty eight to one twenty eight. So I don't know what happened in that draft. Uh, at that range, yeah, I'll take him at one twenty eight. That's not going to happen though. ADP of seventy eight. So you know, he goes in the range of Lamar Miller, Latavius Murray, uh, Austin Eckler, who obviously has been moving up right around that range. So I love the talent. It's just coming off the injury. You still have Peterson there, Thompson. So I don't know. I mean, he's generally uh, – right now he's a player that I have not taken yet. Uh, I would like to see how he performs in training camp if we see him in the preseason as well because the talent is certainly there. And it's just a matter of if he can bounce back from that injury. Not a surprise here, but Ezekiel Elliott not on the team flight to L.A., according to Jane Slater of the NFL Network. So we'll see. uh, The Cowboys report tomorrow. Uh, Everyone expects him to be a camp holdout, and August 6th is an important date because he would give up an accrued season for the 2020 uh, offseason. So uh, I'm not moving him down my board yet, but not a surprise there, and we'll see if he gets paid. Uh, Chris Carson did participate in practice today um and you know he was sidelined in the offseason as well he had a procedure uh on his knee in the offseason and you know a lot of people think Penny's going to overtake him I think both backs are going to be useful now the thing to watch with Seattle is they've taken some hits on the defensive side Jerron Reed obviously suspended uh they lost uh Frank Clark to the Chiefs traded him in the off season. So. If that defense isn't as good, they might have to be forced to let Russell Wilson pass. We know they want to impose their will and run the football. Chris Carson is an ADP of 63. Rashad shot Penny at 68, and I've taken Penny at some early drafts. But, you know, Carson's still very good, too. You know, you know, when he's healthy and he's on the field, I mean, he, he put up numbers. And we know Seattle wants to run the football. Pete Carroll likes him. So, you know, 63, I, I can live with that ADP at that point. Uh, you're talking, you know, sixth round? Uh, I'll take him in that in that offense. I mean, he was a guy last year I got in. I think I took him in our Vegas league, like round six or seven. And he, he worked out. I took him in a few leagues last year. So if he's going to be basically in the same spot, I'll certainly take him. I do like Penny. Uh, but it doesn't mean even if Penny plays a bigger role, I think there's room for both backs in this offense. with The way they run the football, you know, they want to run the ball 35, 40 times a game. They've been one of the most run-heavy teams in the NFL last year. And I don't think it will change unless their defense is that porous. Uh, also, ESPN's Mike Rodak considers TJ Yeldon the odd man out in Buffalo's backfield. I mean, obviously, it's crowded there. You got LaShawn McCoy, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary. So there's a chance Yeldon doesn't make it. Generally, I'm um, avoiding this backfield. Uh, not taking LaShawn McCoy. I know he keeps falling in drafts. But it's just not uh, an ideal offense. He's older. Singletary would be the one guy if I'm taking anyone. Uh, he is going 144 in the Fantasy Football World Championship, so that would be anybody if if I'm going to take anyone in this backfield. But it is crowded. When we return, we're going to take a look at an online championship draft from last night in the FFWC here on Full Time Fantasy.
0: at rotoexperts.com.
7: Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at dailyrodo.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today.
2: Back here, it is Full Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, find me at FullTimeFantasy.com. Use the promo code Ronus 50 to get two months for the price of one. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? Go to pointsbet.com grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you bet the Packers minus three, and they cover the spread by seven points. You'll receive seven times your stake. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and get your two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right. I'm going to take a look now at a online championship draft from last night. Uh, From the Fantasy Football World Championship, if you want to hop in one of these, you hear these picks and you're like, I'm better, I can get you better, what are people doing? Well then, jump in, play FFWC.com and look for a time slot that fits you best and get in a draft. So, uh, as usual, top four, same running backs, just different order. Here we see Barkley, McCaffrey, Zeke, and Kamara. DeAndre Hopkins goes five, so... Not concerned with that injury to open cap, but I'm not either. I guess the one, and looking at my rankings, which again, it could be out. Of, I have Adams one at wide right receiver, Hopkins two. Uh, it's close. You know, I can't fault anyone with going with Hopkins. He's gotten such huge volume. My main concern is he could see a few less targets with a healthy Wolf Fuller and Kiki QT. And Wolf Fuller has been cleared to practice coming off the torn ACL. So good news there for those that already drafted him. Uh, But it's razor thin close. We saw Le'Veon Bell go six and David Johnson go seven. And that hasn't been the case in most drafts. You know, David Johnson has kind of fallen into basically a consensus fifth running back off the board. Not the fifth pick overall. DeAndre Hopkins still has the ADP of five. He's going there. David Johnson usually goes six. Le'Veon Bell, though, kind of has a wide range. He goes anywhere from five to 12. Bell came out and said, if the Jets make the Super Bowl, he wants 500 touches. Yeah, that's great. Not going to happen. But, you know, Bell is a a polarizing player because, you know, two years ago, he wasn't great. He averaged four yards per carry. uh, And now he goes uh, to one of the better offensive lines, the ones that's not as good. And it's not awful, but it's not as good. It's Adam Gase, uh, runs a slow-paced offense. So that is something that you have to worry about. But uh, we have seen Bell kind of move up. The draft board, and uh, I've seen him go in the second round of some drafts as well. So he goes six. Uh, David Johnson seven, which is a really nice spot to take him. Adams eight. Tyreek Hill ninth. So you talk about being pushed up the draft board. So he goes as the third wide receiver off the board, and I have him. I think at five or six at wide receiver. You know the thing with Tyreek Hill is he's not going to get a hundred receptions like some of the other receivers in this area, but he certainly can be there in the yard range and certainly touchdowns. You know, he's probably going to score more than Julio Jones and Michael Thomas. Now those guys get, might get more receptions and more yards. So uh, it's, Something that you have to consider there. But uh to me, Tyreek Hill is more of an early second round pick. Michael Thomas then goes Julio Jones and Odo Beckham to close out the round. And then we start to see the running backs go. Joe Mixon at twelve, Todd Gurley at thirteen at fourteen. Mixon at thirteen, gurley at fourteen. I've stated my opinion on Gurley, uh not taking him, especially in that spot. It's amazing. Like it it's, it's two really wide-ranging thoughts on Todd Gurley, who has an ADP of 21 right now in the Fantasy Football World Championships, an early of 13, a late of 28. People think he's fine, and they they think they're getting a bargain around two, or they're very worried about him lasting the entire season, uh, and I'm on that train. I just, I'm concerned I'm not going to take him in the first two rounds. Uh, uh, yeah, you could say, well, if it works out, it's great value, but there's a reason why. There's too many red flags there for me. Dalvin Cook then goes after. Then you see Antonio Brown, Juju Smith-Schuster falling there. James Conner. So owner starts David Johnson and James Conner. Definitely like that start. Yeah, there's some concern that maybe he loses some passing network to Jalen Samuels. uh, But he was very good last year when he was on the field. And uh, he should get the bulk of the touches. So I like that Conner pick there. Melvin Gordon. As we said, we're starting to see him fall to the middle of the second round and it really come down to your draft philosophy. Do you want to take some risk? Uh because there is a chance he does miss the time, but yeah, you know, it's just really tough to to figure out at this point. Uh Damian Williams and now we're seeing him move up. You know, he goes last second to last pick of the second round. So a start of McCaffrey and Damian Williams. And I don't know, I always find this to be the case when pick one going with two wide receivers there uh on that end. So that owner started Barkley, Cooper, Hilton. Uh, so that's a pretty good start there uh, for uh, the team pick one. And they went Montgomery in the fourth, Lockett in the fifth, Fitzgerald in the sixth. So a uh, pretty interesting start there for that team. And uh, I actually like it. Uh, Fitzgerald, though, seems a little bit early to me here um, in round six. You know, I've generally... Thought that he was he was going later than that and becoming a, a decent bargain. Uh, interested to see how much he uh, raises. His uh, ADP right now is 84. So uh, he's a guy generally that you can get you know right around the end of round seven. So taking a little bit early here, but hey, if you're picking one, you kind of have to do that if you really like the player. So uh, last pick of round six for this team. Uh, interesting roster construction by Team 2. They go McCaffrey, Damian Williams, and England, Mahomes in Round 4, Calvin Ridley in Round 5, Who did is dealing with a little bit of a hamstring issue. I don't know how serious it is, but they showed video of him today kind of grabbing his hamstring, and he set out practice. And then O.J. Howard in Round 6. We've kind of talked about how it's really difficult, especially in the format of the Fantasy Football World Championship, to do that because we have the extra flex spot. You start... One quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, one tight end, two flexes. And that's why you see the wide receivers really fly off the board compared to other formats. And I've always found that if you take a quarterback and a tight end in the first five, six rounds, I usually don't like how the roster turns out. And and this team took three tight ends, too. So OJ Howard in round six, no problem with it. Uh, If you want to get my thoughts on OJ Howard, I have an article up on the site right now as part of the draft kit. Eric Ebron in round nine. I didn't really see the need to do that. And then Jack Doyle in round 14. Now, yeah, we got the two flex spots, but with the way tight end scoring is, I don't think you want to flex two tight ends or even one. Now, it depends who those tight ends are. Like last year, if you had Zach Ertz and George Kittle, which is certainly a possibility because Kittle was a guy going round eight, round nine, uh, and I did write an article last year. It's so funny because I wrote an article. George Kittle is the mid-round tight end to target in your drafts. and. I might have had Kittle on one team. Like, how is that possible? I'm, like, writing this article telling people what to do, and it didn't work out for myself. Now, anyone who knows me, if I write something and I write about a player, they're going to be on my team. So, a couple players that I've written about that I like, I already have them on my team. I don't know what happened last year. I do remember in my home league with Kittle, there was uh, something in training camp last year where he got hurt or he's banked up with his shoulder and... Uh, I was on the clock, had a decision to make, and I passed on the Boy, I wish I didn't. Um, I still got to the finals in that league and lost. But, hey, if I had Kittle, maybe I'd win the championship instead. But uh, then that, that's where we – it's always a, a dicey situation when the news comes out with an injury because it could be serious. It could be nothing, especially in training camp where they're going to be cautious. But that was a piece of news that was in the back of my mind. And I said, all right, I'm going to go for the healthier guy. And it turned out not to work out because Kittle was tremendous. So – Yeah, I really kind of don't like this format, uh, this setup. I mean, then Carlos Hyde around 10, don't like it. Uh, Gio Bernard around 11, man. And then Goff in round 12. Like, why? You have Pat Mahomes. Look, if you're going to draft Pat Mahomes in round four, he's starting for you every single week. Now, maybe something happens earlier in the year. Maybe he gets hurt. But either way, you don't need to take a quarterback in round 12. Look, Mitch Trubisky ran him round 17. Do that instead. I, I'll never understand it. Team three, I'll never understand this. So explain this to me, okay? Now, the, the fallback answer is probably going to be, well, what if he gets hurt? I, I, I can't draft like that. So round 10, Carson Wentz. I like that, okay? Wentz could put up big numbers this year. A lot of weapons in this offense. He is healthy. They've said there's going to be no limitations on him. A lot of weapons here. Oh, Alshon Jeffrey, Deshaun Jackson, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, Aguilar, the running backs, great weapons in this offense. You come back in round 11 and get Kyler Murray. Why? Why? As the seventh quarterback off the board, what is the point of that? Okay, say, say Kyler Murray has the breakout year that we all envision and puts up big numbers, and Wentz is also good. So now you're making that decision every single week of who to start? And you're going to get it wrong a lot. Like, why invest so much draft capital? And you could say, well, it's rounds 10 11. We got the extra flex spot. You're going to have injuries, man. You got to have that receiver running back depth. And this team took Kareem Hunt in round eight, who's suspended for eight games. I, I just don't understand this, man. And I like the start. And then kind of lost me. I mean, Zeke, Chubb, Keenan Allen, I like that start. But, man, a lot of the picks here... And these middle rounds matter, man. I just don't understand Wentz and Murray in back-to-back rounds. And you can't make trades. And then the Bears defense in round 13? Oh, man. And then Herndon and Gronk. So you got Hunt suspended eight games. Herndon suspended four games. Gronk, we don't even know if he's going to (laughs) play. I mean, what are we doing here? You know how many cuts are there? So you basically tied up. Uh, Early roster spot on a backup quarterback you're not going to play. A running back who suspended eight games. A defense in round 13, and I don't think the Bears repeat what they did. And then a tight end suspended four games. A tight end who's in retirement right now. wasting so many roster spots. These are valuable roster spots. So learn from this, man. I hated that. All right, when we return, I'll be joined by Mike Florio, of Fantrax.com, here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
4: And I was like, I'm just gonna try it. My pants are like falling off.
5: are you single everyone single is looking for the best date possible well i found one website that can find you the best date and it's called the 100.com just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date remember you can find the best date of your life at the 100.com that's the best date 100.com one more time the best date 100.com
0: Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing
2: needs. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, head on over to MockDraftNow.com. It is free, and you can draft in five minutes. It's best ball format, so all you do is draft your team. That's it. You can enter as many times as you want. And there are some really good prizes that you can win. So head on over there and try it out again. It's free. There's no reason not to do it. We went over a draft in the first hour with Dr. Otto. And we told you a lot of the values that are there that you can get right now, that could change as they adjust things. But uh, take advantage of where you can right now. Uh, Again, it is free. Also, you can, uh, if you want to win big money, head on over to playffwc.com. Hop in a draft. Tonight or any time uh, leading up to the start of the season, we'll have drafts every day until the beginning of NFL season, concluding in Las Vegas, first weekend of the NFL season at the Palms. Hope you guys can make it out there. I'll be there. So if you do see me, come say what's up. We'll grab a drink. We'll talk. We'll watch football. We'll have a lot of fun. It'll be at the Palms. But we do have drafts tonight. Starter full season league for 35 bucks. That's at 9 p.m. Eastern, 18 rounds, 92nd clock. And we have a starter best ball draft 24 rounds 92nd clock that's also 35 bucks that'll kick off at 11 p.m eastern so head on over and check that out we were looking at a draft from last night in the fantasy football world championships and online draft kind of just going over some things that i like and dislike so uh roster construction is very important and don't waste picks man you just can't waste picks we know especially when you get to the double digit rounds that there are going to be players that you cut but treat, I treat every pick like it's valuable. I mentioned this before. So last year in the beat Adam Ronis online championship league, I'm in Vegas and our draft went really fast. Credit to all the people that were in there. I mean, it was flying by, uh, you know, Ian Ritchie, uh, who runs uh, full-time fantasy was, uh, doing the clock. And he was like, damn, this is like one of the fastest drafts ever. Uh, we were flying by and, you know, I had the number one pick and I had the last pick and, um, you know, everyone's like, uh, "You're gonna make your pick. Let's just end this draft." And I was sitting there trying to think about it because I didn't want to waste a pick. You know, yeah. I mean, how many times do our 20th pick round uh, work out? Hardly yeah. ever. But I'm not gonna throw it away. I'm thinking about it, and uh, I mentioned it. There were several guys I was thinking about: Antonio Callaway, Cole Beasley, Philip Lindsay. There was a lot of guys that I'm like could work out. Obviously, in hindsight, I look back. I'm like, damn, I should have taken Philip Lindsay. But as I mentioned, it was just things that I heard buzz in Broncos training camp. How good he looked, but. We didn't know exactly what his role was going to be going into the year. All the hype was on Royce Freeman, and he was an early-round pick, and people were taking him in the third round. So I did not take Lindsay, obviously, and I wound up taking uh, Antonio Callaway, who I wound up cutting, and then he played a bigger role. I think I might have gotten him back, too, but... Uh, yeah, I I'm not wasting any picks here, and I just feel like you look at some of these teams and later rounds, and they just kind of lose focus, or they just take names that they know, the old veterans, and just uh, that that team there just a lot of holes, man. You 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 don't want to have two players that are suspended, you know, because they're valuable roster spots, and especially where you go like Kareem Hunt in round eight, he's suspended half the year. Now you could tell me well when he comes back. He's going to play a big role, but are you going to be able to hold him for that entire time? You're going to have injuries. What if two of your first five-round picks get hurt, and it's not serious. They're going to miss, you know, two to three weeks or a month. Okay, now you got two holes there. Now you got a player suspended eight games, a player suspended four, a backup quarterback that you took early. It's just it adds up, and you're going to wind up cutting guys. So just make sure you think about every pick. Uh, Team four. Uh, some good, some bad here. Alvin Kamara, obviously like at four. Travis Kelsey in round two. Uh, I mean, look, it's a fair spot to take Kelsey. I tend not to take those tight ends early, although I did take Gronkowski at 3-1 last year, and it was against the grain and something I don't do. still was able to win the league, but I hate doing it. But tough to army with Kelsey there. Um, and it's Because especially once you do that, you don't really have to worry about your tight end for a while. And this team took Ian Thomas in round 18, which... Love the talent of Thomas. He still has Greg Olson in front of him. Olsen said he's 100%. The players always say that. But Thomas, yeah, he's okay taking now. Let's see. He was the 24th tight end off the board. Uh, I would have taken a shot more on Gusecki instead. But I understand it. What if Olsen gets hurt in training camp or isn't 100%? Boom. You got a really good tight end, Thomas. So can't quibble with it, but I would uh, rather take Gusecki there. Uh, But then A.J. Green in round three, Chris Godwin in round four, Michael Williams in round five. Really like that start. I mean, with that tight end, and you get three really good receivers. Darius Geis in round six, and it's a little bit of a risk for me. Uh, Rashad Penny was on the board, Tevin Coleman. Look, Geis has the talent. I mean, he is someone for me that training camp is important uh, because – he's so talented but how does he rebound from the the knee injuries he's had some complications there a couple surgeries the hammy so he's got to get through training camp for me uh so six round probably not taking him at that point the Watson at round 7 made this uh we talked about this we're generally waiting on quarterbacks in this format and I've always said you got to know the format you're playing in. you got to know the room, the draft software. And, yeah, Deshaun Watson, I think he could be the QB1 this year. I would not be surprised. You know, he did take a lot of sacks last year. Some of them aren't him, 62 sacks, but the offensive line was pretty bad. But with a full array of weapons with Fuller and Kiki Cutie and Hopkins, it's pretty good. And Watson was solid last year. So, for me. There comes a point in the draft where you go, okay, do I take the quarterback now? I, I'm still not doing it around seven. And the big reason why is, you know, look, round 14, Cam Newton, round 15, James Winston. And yeah, Watson could easily blow those guys out the box, but look what you're investing. And it means you're passing on a receiver running back in the round. So we did, we went over a draft about a week or so ago where it was like round eight. And I understand why why the owner took Watson because I looked at the picks after in that round based on what that guy had on his roster, what was on the board. And I said, yeah, I can live with that. There was nothing that was passed up that I said, oh, no, this was uh, not smart at all. So um, uh, when you had uh, Watson in this spot, off the board was – you still had good players on the board. Now, the team had Kelsey, so Hunter Henry next pick. I wouldn't want to take him there. Jordan Howard, no. Well then Scantling, yeah, I'd consider uh for sure. You know, that, that D Westbrook I'd consider Ingram McCook, he didn't need Sutton, Allison. So they were good receivers on the board. Team already had three receivers, two running backs. So I probably would have went a receiver or even a running back like uh that, now I know they lasted almost lasted two minutes now, but like Royce Freeman Eckler, I'd consider those guys as well. So um that I, I would look uh like that spot I probably wouldn't take Watson in that spot. Then went Shepard, Washington, McCoy, Peterson, Hines. Uh, so this team's okay. Uh, team five went DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, strong start. And here's the key if you're going to do that, how do you attack the running back position? This team did a decent job of it. Marlon Mack in round three. Again, the problem with Mac is how many passes he's gonna catch uh Aaron Jones when in this round for that Henry I'd probably take those guys over Mac just because of the lack of receptions love Mac in the offense great offensive line, but um they they uh you know the the lack of receptions is a problem, so uh that's what I'm worried about there um Marlo, so, Marlon Mack, DJ Moore. So, Hopkins, Evans, Moore is a great trio of receivers. And then Sony Michelle in round five. And I'm concerned about the knee injury there with Sony Michelle. He doesn't catch passes, nine receptions last year. So, kind of forced the running back a little bit. You know, in that round, we saw Kenyon Drake, James White, Phillip Lindsay. I, I would have went white. You know, white is uh, someone that is moving up my board a little bit because with no Gronkowski, he benefits. And, yeah, there were some weeks where he's not involved in the offense. And if they are playing from ahead, you worry about his role. But he's probably going to play a bigger role this year. They just lack weapons at wide receiver. Uh, again, this is a PPR format. I think it hurts Sony Michelle. I went over his game logs. There are games. See, here's the thing. With Michelle. it's kind of similar with Tariq Cohen. It's going to be game-dependent. And we like to look at the totality of the season and where these guys finish as an RB. But you got to look at a week-to-week basis. Sony Michel is going to have some great games where he has – if he's healthy, too. That's the big thing. I am worried about that knee. This goes back to college. But he's going to have some games where it's 20 carries, 112 yards, two touchdowns. But then he's going to have games where it's 13 for 43. And, you know, it's kind of no in-between with him. It's one thing if a running back catches passes because they can raise the floor in a given week. Or if they're getting three, four receptions for 40 yards, okay, fine. He didn't do much on the ground, but he got at least eight points in the passing game. You're not getting that with Sony Michelle. I mean, we got a, a 10 for 34 game, a 14 for 50, and one reception those weeks. I mean, it's terrible. Okay, well then he had 25 for 112 and a touchdown. That's great. 18 for 98 and a touchdown. Great. 24 for 106 and two touchdowns. Right there. All right, three weeks in a row, he's rolling. Uh, then he goes against the Bears, which you knew was a tough matchup. Four for 22. So he's basically eliminated from the game. Then New England had a tough time against Tennessee, where they lost 34 to 10, 11 for 31. Uh, did you predict that week that they were going to get blown out by the Titans? You probably didn't. So you had Sony in there, and he crushed you. All right, back to against the Jets. You're going to get him in. 21 for 133 and a touch. Minnesota, you knew, was a tough matchup. 17 for 63. Miami, who we blew up in early in the year, where he had 112 and a touchdown. All right, you got to play him. 20 for 57, no receptions. Pittsburgh, 13 for 59. So you just see it's, it's very up and down. It's either going to be 5, 6 points or 15 or more. And that's uh, very volatile to have. And then you're dealing with the knee injury. So not a player that I'm taking there in round five. I just don't feel great about him. Love the Latavius Murray pick in round six uh, there for that team as the third RB. And, you know, he might even outproduce produce Sonny Then, But they but did do a good job getting Austin Eckler in round, round, eight. round eight. So kind of made up for it. And then Hunter Henry, a really good tight end in round seven. Uh, Crowder and Gallup in round nine and ten. Uh, so, overall, pretty good. And then the quarterback position, Roethlisberger in 13, Winston in 15. Love that. But why take three quarterbacks? See, this, I don't understand, man. You got Roethlisberger in 13, Winston in 15, Garoppolo in 18. Why? You could tell me, well, Garoppolo, such a good value in uh, round 18. Um, but, you know, what are you going to do there? Uh, you're never going to play him. And, here's the key too. I've said this repeatedly when we're July 24th this draft took place because it was last night you don't have waiver wire for about a month and a half a lot of things are going to happen there's going to be some injuries I'd rather take that spot with someone that could grow into a role uh, because of injury and now you don't have to go to waiver wire I mean there are plenty of guys that you could have taken in that range uh uh, even a uh, Malcolm Brown, there, there you go, perfect guy. I mean, what if Gurley's not good to go? Everyone's taking Daryl Henderson around six, seven, but Malcolm Brown can play a role. I'd rather have him on my roster. And You know what? If the season starts, Gurley's fine. You cut Malcolm Brown. I mean, you took him around eighteen, but you're—I just don't. You're going to cut probably Garoppolo. You're not going to hold three quarterbacks all year, so it's a wasted pick. And I don't know if it's because sometimes people don't know who to take, but. Like Dexter Williams, there's a good pick. Take him. You know, what if something happens, he works his way up the depth chart, and he's right behind Aaron Jones and ahead of Jamal Williams. Gus Edwards, who was pretty good last year. And I still like Ingram and Justice Hill more, but you never know what can happen and what the coaches decide. So no need to take three quarterbacks there. Team that took Le'Veon Bell went Bell, Gordon, Diggs, Ingram, Alshon, Jeffrey, Corey Davis, Jordan Howard, Lamar Miller. I don't like it. I don't know. just a lot of guys there that are mediocre, don't have big upside. Uh, this is a very risky team for sure to start. Emmanuel Sanders coming off the Achilles tear. I know they say he looks good. DK Metcalf, but Cole Hartman around 11. This don't like this at all. Jimmy Graham in round 14 and Jordan Reed. Okay. You better hope one of those guys works out. Both could be hurt. So uh, that was a very, very risky team there with a lot of question marks on that team. Team that took David Johnson, Johnson, Connor, Ertz, Jacobs, you know, Ertz, Arts and Kittle fall in our format. They fall to the third round. We see a lot of other leagues, they go late second, early third. So you have to decide whether it's worth taking it with the extra flex spot. That's why you see those tight end falls. All right, we'll come back. We'll wrap it up with the latest news in MLB and NFL. That is ahead right here, full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here wrapping it up. Looking at some news across baseball. Alex Wood is going to make his Reds debut on Sunday against the Rockies. That game will be in Cincinnati. Obviously still a good hitter's park, but we know the Rockies tend to struggle on the road. And Wood has been out the whole year with a back injury. So Monday, he had his final rehab start. Did go six innings, allowed one run. Through 85 pitches, so pitching is really difficult to come by. So, I'm sure some people already picked him up in the hopes that he can help out down the stretch. So, he might still be sitting on the waiver wire for some teams. So, uh, not completely feel, I don't feel great about him. But, again, if you're in dire need of pitching, especially in a 15-team format, probably worth taking a shot to see what he can do. Mentioned Edwin Diaz got struck by a line drive today in his left foot by Manny Machado. Uh, he, it was a big toe, his left big toe and, uh, x-rays were negative. So it looks like he avoided a serious injury. He's being considered day to day. Uh, right now I know there's been a lot of talk about him being the Mets listening to trade offers for him. i would be surprised if that does happen. They probably have to be overwhelmed in a deal since they really, uh, spent a lot to get him in the off season, but we know how quickly, uh, <laughs> Things fade for closers. Uh, One year they're good, the next year they are just not that good. And and, uh, that's kind of what happened here right now with Edwin Diaz. Just not had a good year as uh, most of the Mets have it. Uh, 49ers signed their second-round pick wide receiver Debo Samuel to a four-year contract. So could be the number two behind Pettis. Uh, There's a lot of uh, mouths to feed in this offense, but... Uh, Debo Samuel not really being drafted very high in drafts right now. His ADP in the Fantasy Football World Championships is 170. So that's kind of where we see some of the rookie wide receivers go in that range. Uh, Right ahead of Marquise Brown, who a little bit of a foot foot injury hasn't been able to go yet. Zay Jones, Trey Quinn in that range. So I think he's a guy, especially if we hear some good training camp buzz, maybe moves up. Uh, Miles Sanders, the rookie running back for the Eagles, who's dealing with a hamstring injury, went through portions of practice today. He missed OTAs and minicamps, so it's real important for him to be out there. Uh, could take a while maybe to get him going in this crowded backfield for Philadelphia. You can catch me at fulltimefantasy.com. Use the promo code ronis 50 to get two months for the price of one. I'll be back Friday afternoon, 2 p.m. Eastern, here on the Fantasy Sports
1: Radio Network.